9to5.cc. We're not working. Why should you? Thanks for listening. You know, some might say that Sean Majumder is a national treasure. Forget about it. I am saying that Sean Majumder is a national treasure. Uh, if you're like me, you literally have been uh, watching Sean on television for most of your life. Um, Sean was actually on a YTV show called Uh-Oh that we talk about briefly in this interview that I used to watch uh, basically almost every day after school as a kid on YTV. Um, so yeah, and that and having seen him on uh, This Hour Has 22 Minutes for the last 15 years, I literally have sort of been, Sean Majumder has been on my television screen for nearly as long as I can uh, remember. Um, so yeah, so we had a chance to, uh, get, uh, Sean on the phone and, uh, talk to him, uh, briefly about some of the shows that he has coming up at Just for Laughs. I'll let him, I guess, kind of tell you a little bit, uh, about them and then I'll be back in a couple of minutes. Talk to you soon. Here is Sean. Hi, Keith. Hey, Sean. How you doing? Good, buddy. How are you? I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. Enjoying the, uh, the warm Montreal weather that, uh, is finally here it took forever to get here but you know still enjoying it oh it's been a shitty spring <laughs> i don't know i've been in i've been in newfoundland i've been in newfoundland for most of june okay and uh, uh you know you guys at least had some sun but it was a shitty cold spring but it also brought tons of icebergs and amazing things to see and do but Nothing like global warming to make those icebergs just float down by Newfoundland, I guess. Oh, it is the most passive-aggressive joy <laughs> that, that you can feel. Because you feel horrible, you're drinking out of your, like, I'm in my rubber boat, burning gas to go look at these things. <laughs> oh, my, my truck that I used to bring the boat, put it in the thing, let's go look at what that truck just caused. And it's like a the most beautiful piece of art you've ever seen made yeah. by nature. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my, my theory though, honestly, is that like spring just kind of moved. That's my, my going theory because like, I, I think, think you're that, right. Like, I think like, like I recall like last, like last couple of years, September has been like a bonus summer month. That was never the case when we were kids. So I'm just like, totally. let, mm-hmm. let's stop thinking of June as a summer month and start thinking of September as a summer month and start like planning accordingly. I think that's the, that's the way I'm going. Mm. Well, I agree, but I think imagine if you were a kid and yeah. that shit was happening, you'd be like, we got to start school in October. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, move everything out. Like, like forget, like, whatever. Montreal does the Grand Prix in June. Forget that. Grand Prix is now in July. Like, Just for Laughs is now in August. Just, like, shift the entire, like, summer think, schedule man, out. I, I think we need a few more years of pattern confirmation, but I'm in. Sign me up. <laughs> Um, so basically, uh, this is the first time I've ever had, uh, an interview with a, a certified slime master. So. Ah, okay. <laughs> that, well, don't that, be worried. I know that my qualifications will probably overwhelm you. Uh, but the way I, in all of my Ted talks, mm-hmm. I say everybody can be a slime master. Oh, it's, it's an inclusive job that's available out there for everybody. Um, yeah. So yeah, so I, I kind of I was like when I was just sort of like reading up and kind of seeing uh, seeing on what you've been up to. I've I always had the impression uh, you're you're about ten years older than I am. So, but I always had the impression that you were around the same age as me, and I never realized that you were actually like in your twenties when you were on Uh Oh. I was like, he's just a maybe yeah. he's maybe a couple years older than I am. He's just the regular kid. Like, yep, <laughs> yep. 
Is that like but, uh, a little bit of a baby face going on? I got my dad's genetics. Okay. Uh, so I feel like I'm going to be probably 35 for the rest of my life. That's a good place to be. I like it. Um, I like it. And I'm having a kid at 47. Right. So, you know, that's going to be material that I'll be talking about for my gala, which happens on the Sunday night. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, no, I like, I like the, uh, the, the moving forward in time, <laughs> keeping track every year with a cake. I'm nice. enjoying it. <laughs> um, so one thing that I, I did want to, like, obviously, um, you're, you're also going to be playing uh, your, your hate show. Right, that's not sounds mean. Like your show called Hate. I don't know what's the correct way to refer to it. You know your hate show. That's correct. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've been on my hate tour. We've been calling it. Uh, yeah, it's so funny because I was actually wondering about like Shama Jumder's hate show, Shama Jumder's hate tour. Yeah. Um, to to promote the tour, it's easier. Mm-hmm. But to do the one-off, one-man show, Hate is is a little bit more uh, challenging as far as. Uh, the branding, <laughs> <laughs> but but you get it, you get it. Yeah. So, um, like obviously you've toured it, uh, you've toured it all over the place. You've been out west with it. You've been, uh, you've been in Ontario with it. But I was also, I was wondering if if it feels maybe a little, um, more, I guess even sharper here in Quebec with everything that's been going on in the news in the last month or two regarding our uh, our latest laws and stuff, like uh, a show about sort of like. Personally, as a, as a kid, I grew up not kind of realizing how, I guess, racist the world was because I, I grew up white okay. in the suburbs of Montreal or whatever. But it's like as you sort of become sort of aware of all these different things that are impacting everybody, you're like, oh, crap, the world's super racist. And <laughs> obviously you super grew up in a, in a completely different environment out in Newfoundland, being a person of color in Newfoundland. And now you're sitting here in 2019. Did you think that you're like, as a kid, did you think, oh, this will this will probably sort it out by the sort itself out by the time I'm in my late 40s? And now you're like, wait, what? I know. <laughs> no, I was I've been ignorant my whole life. OK, like, I've been so naive to it my whole life. I okay. did not. I see shows about racism mm-hmm. and I think to myself, ah, that's only in the South in the United States yeah. of America. Yeah. And, uh, you know, because there were so many great movies about, you know, whether it was uh, Roots or, mm-hmm. you know, like shows like Roots or, you know, there was, uh, I remember American History X watching that and being like, oh, man, is that, that was a part of a culture that I can't relate to. Yeah. But it's not real. Like, it's yeah. not, it's not everywhere. So, so in my, and, and remember now, I'm a beige kid growing up in tiny town, Newfoundland, yeah. where it's all white. I was white. Like, I was a little white kid. I had, in fact, I was a little bit racist towards brown people because I was surrounded by other people. Maybe if they were a little bit, like, prejudiced and they mm-hmm. were the cooler kids, I would jump on board that train yeah. and be like, yeah, let's get the packy. Mm-hmm. But uh, then they're like, wait, what? You are the wait, what? You know, like so <laughs> yeah. I, my understanding of the world mm-hmm. uh, was very naive. And it actually kind of came to the fore with the trigger that uh, inspired this show. And the trigger was, was when I was doing 22 Minutes and mm-hmm. Trump was on the rise to yeah. become president. 
And everybody was saying, oh, Steve Bannon's a Nazi. You know, Donald Trump is a Nazi. They're all white supremacists. I was like, guys, calm down. I don't think that's the case. But for 22 minutes, I, I offered up. I said, why don't we go down and like to the producers? I'm like, let's go talk to some white supremacists and Nazis and say like, hey, guys, is this guy Trump? Is he one of you? Do you think he's cool? Yeah. Or is he just a poser? Like, I yeah, just want to, yeah. you know, like, what do you guys think? So then I started doing research about the white supremacist movement. And I'm like, holy shit, this is real. Like, there are people who genuinely, like, never mind being, like, you know, uh, saying racist shit. Like, uh, you know, black people eat fried chicken. Chinese people don't know how to drive. Yeah. Uh, you know, all those stupid things that, you know, we grew up with. Stupid jokes. Yeah. That were so ridiculous. Um, but I'm talking about a fear yeah. That exists amongst a specific group of white uh, people in the United States and also around the world now that I've come to discover yeah. that are genuinely afraid that brown people are going to infiltrate and ruin and destroy their pure race. Yeah. Well, I would even say it's more it's yeah, it's even crazier because they think it's, they're, they're going to destroy like their way of life. You know, they're like, life as we yeah. know it is over. And you're like, what are you, what are you talking about? It's over. About? Yeah. It's done. Yeah. You know, things like, you know, and it goes way back to the 30s, the 20s and 30s, when mm -hmm. the elite of, of America who were here in America, and they were building the, you know, they were building, you know, the, they were the Rockefellers and mm -hmm. these, these high society groups. And they started noticing when the waves of immigrants started coming, they were like, um, wait, what, who are these people now, and, and how are they ruining what we've built? Yeah. And then they started talking, you know, then there was the um, eugenics movement that started from that, and then, you know, talking about immigration. And so anyway, it started from that, and then this concept of white genocide, that's what trips me out, this yeah. idea. Because, because so, so, so going back even further, so, so when I started learning about this, the naivete, when we talk about how, how kind of naive we are. Yeah. I went back to 22, and I went, <laughs> there's this, like, white power movement, and I'm beige. I'm going to write a sketch called Beige Power. Yeah. yeah and it's going to just talk about, like, hey, guys, everybody calm down. Everybody's going to be mixed in about 1,000 years. Just go get your Ancestry.ca test done. You'll see. Yep. You're already there, whitey. <laughs> um, um, and so anyway, I just thought, like, this would be a fun little lighthearted, as a Newfoundlander, beige power, no big deal. But, dude, it struck such a nerve yeah. with the white supremacists. Yeah, there was the a lot of, like, States. a bunch of backlash that kind of came out there, right? You were suddenly being spoken on on some of those, like, yeah. like external, like, like I, I can't remember the sites, like Breitbart and whatever else, like, those, like, those, those weird Deep South hate sites kind of thing. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So, I don't know if it got to you know, whatever the Ku Klux Klan website is. Yeah. But it did get to David Duke. Like, David Duke was tweeting at me specifically, Jesus. saying, how does this, you know, this fake comedian, how is he able to go on national television and promote white genocide? You know, the inevitable white genocide. Like, and, and so I was like, is this funny for real? Am I? <laughs> so wait, I'm the beige Hitler now? Like, yeah. that's what I'm promoting? This was a comedy sketch that they took as a propaganda video. Um, as a call to all black and brown people to start fucking. Like, that's what you got to do now. Get out there and do it. 
Trust me, we've got to stop these white people. That's it's the like, best. no, dude, I grew up in Newfoundland. I was white. Like, you know, but the tweets that I got were savage and insane. And I'm, that's the, and so I was like, I got to write a show about this. Yeah. And that is how we are where we are and how we're getting to do this. You know, just the last show, the one man show called Hate. Cool. Um, just so, just, I mean, like you kind of mentioned, obviously, that, 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 that got born out of a of a 22 minutes kind of deal uh, i think this is this is your first 2019 will be your first calendar year in 15 years that you were not on 22 minutes um is it sort yeah. of like freeing in a way because i mean like obviously like um not to, to diminish anything from 22 minutes but it, it always everything on 22 minutes kind of seems to be like it is through the cbc filter right like it is like it is public broadcasting it's a, like it's public funded there's got to be at least some degree of uh, creative influence, I guess, that the broadcaster has over your content. But now you're completely on your own. So is that like, obviously, yeah. I'm sure it's a little scary, but is it like exciting? Like, do you have like big plans, like big totally. ideas? Totally. Always big ideas. But you're right. I think that, you know, we're the, the, the challenge that I was having creatively on the show felt like, we were being safe. We were having to worry about the sensitivities of people right. to such an extent that it was affecting the comedy. Like, you know, I remember back in the day, though, like when it first started, mm -hmm. it felt like 22 minutes was pretty unapologetic, like back in the day. Like, I feel like they were really, you know, they had, they had a real, they had a bite to them. Yeah. You know, like with Rick Mercer's rants. Yeah. You know, back in the day and there was there was a there was just a little more bite, but it was it was of the mind of you know, when you got Mary Walsh and you've got, you know, Rick and you've got Greg and Kathy, mm -hmm. all brilliant minds. Um, you know, and, and that's not to say that over the years, like during the show that we, we were on, we all did, you know, we all brought some of the most, you know, interesting and fun stuff that but it was you're right, it was through through a public broadcaster filter. Yeah. But to, to, to be to be honest, it wasn't really like CBC wasn't limiting the uh, things that we were doing. They were very supportive of pushing oh, cool. the envelope. Yeah. I, I, I think I think that the network itself, there were some things that would create major problems like beige power created yeah. a huge stink. Mm -hmm. I wrote a sketch that was in response and it was pretty close to uh, when the church shooting happened in Texas. Right. And there was a, uh, a whole bunch of lawmakers that were coming out and they were saying, you know what, you know, a lot of Republicans, a lot of gun activists, a lot of, you know, they were all saying, we need more guns in schools and we need more guns in churches. Mm -hmm. Like, do you remember that was a thing? Yeah, they were yeah, saying, yeah. The way you stop a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun. That whole concept, right? Yeah. And so anyway, I wrote a sketch immediately uh, saying, okay, well, what would that world look like? Yeah. So I wrote a sketch around the idea of, you know, um, basically it's a new, new church, and it was a church where as you enter the church, uh, you, get a, you get a gun, Mm -hmm. And uh, you sit and you pray with your gun just in case. But 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 it was a, it, the imagery of an entire church filled with really sweet, wholesome people holding AK-47 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and like, you know, guns and Uzis and like it was just so over the top. But the reaction from, you know, to the CDC about that 
yeah. was not good. Like I remember <laughs> talking to, uh, you know, the executive and she was just like, you have no idea. Like that was one of the hardest times for us as a public broadcaster to have to manage that. Yeah. So they get, they get, you know, and they defend our freedom to be able to do it. They stay out of our hair. It's quite amazing. Yeah, that's cool, like, actually. It's yeah. a really great place to work. Mm-hmm. They are not, like, there's a lot of criticism about, like, oh, CBC pushing their mandate. It's like, no, they don't. The the, the creative differences that I had with the executive producer that I was working with at the time mm-hmm. was a matter of funny. It was yeah. just a matter <laughs> of, like, I just didn't think he was funny. Yeah. Uh, and so... You know, and we begged to differ, and that that was one of the beginnings of like, okay, well, maybe we should, maybe I should be on the show anymore. Cool. So that's at the same time, so though, that's, like, that's fifteen years is. is a hell of a run. Like it, that it, it's equally, I think, time for something new. Maybe you know what I mean? Like totally, man, yeah. totally. And you know, as you get older, I'm 47 now, mm-hmm. and you know, like as an actor and as a creative person, you know, your roles are different now. You're yeah. limited with what you can go out and be. You know. Um, it's not limited. It's just different. Yeah. And so you have to shift into that new role. Mm-hmm. And I feel like what's beautiful about stand-up and what's beautiful about Just for Laughs is that festival celebrates, you know, the individual artist that goes on stage and puts together their set. Yeah. And the, the that's what's great about this festival. It's great about all stand-up comedy. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be doing that until I'm dead, yeah. you know, until I'm old. You know, hopefully it's an old dead. <laughs> uh, but uh, but I will be. I, I, that's probably there's scientists listening to this going, that's a dumb thing to say, Sean. Of course, you're going to be doing it until you're dead. Literally, you won't be able to do it anymore after you're dead. Well, so, that we know of, right? We could put your brain in a computer, man. <laughs> well, that's true. I could. Big, big data. There you big go. Big data. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so I'll let you go. I just like uh, as a quick closing comment. I was like, do we uh, do we have anything else on the on the 2019 plate for uh, for Sean the Jumder that we should be watching out for? Ah, um, let me see. Anything on 2019 plate that we should watch? Loaded that I can straight up promote uh, yeah. because I'm you know in the process of like writing and developing ideas cool. for sure. But I do have a baby on the way. Yeah, which is very exciting. <laughs> so maybe some. Maybe some uh, time off. What's that? Maybe some time off for the baby then is what we're looking forward to. Well, no. I'm going to uh, try to put the baby to work. Um, I'm going to, uh, you know. There's some slime to... jokes that are baked in, man. They're, they're ready. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. I, I'm more concerned about being a good, uh, you know, a good dad comic. Yeah. I want to be a good dad comic because there's a lot of comics out there and that's all i talk about being father yeah so i want to make sure that i'm going to be there uh and you know for my audience yeah i need to make sure that i bring good dad material because my my dad didn't teach me how to be a good dad comic because he was an engineer (laughs) but he didn't even know anything about comedy so you know like i don't know what i'm allowed to make fun of like if my dad if my baby's ugly can i make jokes about that (laughs) i don't know because i think i wasn't guided as a I didn't have a good dad comic yeah. Um, role model. Yeah, you know. Hey. So we'll see. I'm, I'm looking forward to it, no matter what. Uh, Sean, thanks so much. Uh, look, said so looking forward to looking forward to the gala. Looking forward to the the hate show. Uh, whatever else you get up to during the festival, I think it's going to be uh, going to be a lot of fun. Yes, I can't wait. I love Montreal and I love this festival. And uh, 
good. Awesome. Thanks a lot, Thanks Sean. for having me on your on your podcast. Thanks, buddy. Cheers. So once again, a huge thank you for uh, Sean Majumder for taking time out of the day to uh, talk with us and sort of talk a little bit about where he's coming from uh, in the comedy world, talk about becoming a dad um, and what sort of that he's going to do now that he's uh, no longer on this hour has uh, 22 minutes. Um, and I mean, I think you should do yourself a favor and uh, check out um, wherever Sean is doing his comedy. And in this case, we're actually talking about where he's going to be doing his comedy at Just for Laughs. Uh, he is has his own one-man show uh, called Sean Majumder Hate. That's going to be July 27th at uh, Place des Arts. Uh, and he's also going to be part of the Anthony Anderson Gala on July 28th. So he'll be performing both of those shows. One as, I guess, more of a normal stand-up set as part of the Anthony Anderson Gala. Uh, on July 28th, and the other will be his entire one-man show, kind of discussing a little bit about, uh, I guess, um, like we talked about in the interview, sort of what hatred is about, I guess, in 2019, and how that affects uh, race, and coming from his own unique background, and bringing all of that into, obviously, sort of a a funny look at what hatred and hate might mean uh, in 2019. Uh, So be sure to check out those two shows, and everything else um, that's going on at Just for Last. The festival's really kind of a building momentum and building up steam more and more shows uh are happening each and every day between now and the end of the festival uh check out obviously hahaha.com for all your tickets and all that stuff and uh, if you see us around at the festival uh say hi to me and um i will give you a high five uh thanks for listening enjoy the show Thanks again for listening to Go Plug Yourself. As always, a big thank you to Leland Beckman and Oral Turpitude for providing all of the original music for the show. We mentioned at the beginning of the show that we'd love for you to tell your friends about the show, and honestly, that's all you really need to do. But if you're feeling particularly generous, you can support the show financially and 9to5.cc in general by going to patreon.com slash 9to5cc. You can get early access to every episode of Go Plug Yourself and other perks too. Finally, if you or someone you know has a project they'd like to plug on the show, reach out to us and let us know. You can find us on Facebook by searching 9to5cc, and we're 9to5cc on Twitter also. If everything works out, you could be the next person to sit down with Walter and I and talk about horror movies or wrestling. And I mean, also the thing that you're trying to plug. 9to5.cc. Podcasts, blogs, and comics. Made in Montreal since 2011.